0: and all the singing last night has just been tremendous and I appreciate all the praying and all the singing all the praying you did for the singing Uh, I know uh, uh, that don't happen like that you can practice but you've got to have a touch of God on it and and you don't get that by practice you get that by praying Uh, amen Think you got the dessert first, don't you? Amen. <laughs> that's good. And the good brother said that's gonna be a hard act for you to follow. Thank you so much for, for the encouraging words. You need the church here, That's what you need. Anyway, it's good to be here. Praise God. That's wonderful. That's been a good day all day today. I mean, I know you know what I mean. It's, yeah. Some days is tough, but today. Uh, I was down at Brother Broughton this morning. We It was just really, it's just a great place to be. And this is a good place to be. And my boy, and, I, and I, I'm i not bragging, I'm just proud that the Lord's using my boy. Uh, he's he, he's my pastor now. And he preached a homecoming service in his home church and uh, had three People, adult people get
1: saved.
0: Organ player, been there all her life about it. I'd say, 50-some year old. And then another woman older than that, been battling cancer. and They thought she'd come to the altar to pray about her sickness. But she said, no, I, I need to get saved. And then a young man, and I'm just telling you, it's just good to, a young man, a grown man that been we know my boys knowed him, all his life been in church all his life. His he got saved. So my, that boy's just had a good day. He was excited. It's good to have you family serving the Lord. And uh, I, I'm proud to be a member of his church. Good to have my wife with me 41 years. She been married to me. My boy took that church. She won't admit it, but she said somewhat like this. We as a member of Calvary Baptist Tabernacle in Newport. Been there for years. She said, you're going to come over there with us?
1: <laughs>
0: so if you want to know why I changed church, I didn't want to pay alimony. Amen. So I went I went on over there. But anyway, so much for that. I'm about to kill the meeting here. Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. I'm honored to be here. I tell you, I, I like coming here. It's been been a different year, hasn't it? Been, been a different time, but it's, it's good to see you all. It really is. And Acts chapter 9, verse 1. It said, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogue, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. You look over in verse 20, same chapter, or verse 19 rather. He said, And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. Straightway he preached Christ in the synagogue, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he? that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem and came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their laying awake was known as Saul, and they watched the gate day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night led him down by the wall in the basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem to say to join himself to the disciples, but they were afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the good day that we've had and this traveling mercy. Thank you for the nice motel room being provided by this church. Lord, very nice place to stay. And thank you for Brother Prophet trusting us and being a friend to us in this church. Lord, we like to be a help here. We don't want to hinder heard anything, and we want to be a help. We pray tonight you'd give us liberty just a few minutes with these thoughts, and we'll thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, very familiar story about this great man, Paul. Uh, Amen. He said here in verse 25, and I'm sure I'm not going to say anything tonight. I know Brother Prophet's a great Bible uh, a knowledgeable man and probably preached from these thoughts but verse 25 it said then the disciples took him by night and led him down by the wall in a basket a I, I, simple thought tonight a very simple thought on who's holding the ropes I just want to preach just a few minutes to the Lord be my helper on who's holding the ropes I believe if you study Saul who became the apostle Paul was guilty of murder uh, he had a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. He did it in the name of religion, really believing he was doing the right thing. And the Lord said, "Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me?" Uh, if you read that, Saul was wreaking havoc upon the church. He wasted it beyond measure, being more zealous uh, uh, zealous of the tradition of his father uh, in in religion. Uh, so he said, Lord, uh, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecute thou me? When you read that, it seems to me like the Lord takes it personal, whatever somebody does for the church, in the church, or any anything you do against the church. You know, a lot of folks, even in our churches, they criticize the church or what we're doing. You better watch. Uh, amen. God takes it personally, what you do. To his future bride. Amen. Isn't that right? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't take it lightly if you badmouthed my bride. Yeah. Right. Amen. And, and you wouldn't like the results if you did. If I heard you. How am I doing there? Yeah. Amen. I had a tender moment right there. Hey, I, I'm just trying to tell you. Amen. And, and the Lord uh, uh, loves his church. Um, you have here in these verses the converting of Saul. Who become the apostle Paul. Uh, here, no one had ever been saved like this before, and far as I know, no one's ever been saved like this since. Amen. Uh, amen. You know, you read and study the Book of Acts. You will see, on the Day of Pentecost, Peter, being full of the Holy Ghost, preached, and three thousand got saved. Uh, every Baptist preacher would like to have that experience, and Amen. But you know, that's not probably not going to happen to me, especially. I, I've had the privilege of preaching to thousands. 29 years in prison ministry, 10 years trying to pastor church, and seen thousands of people profess to come to know Christ. Uh, you say you believe they all got saved. I want to believe they all got saved. Uh, prison's been shut down here lately, but last week I went down to Anderson, Alabama. We've been getting to go in a 600 man jail there, house women and men that's overcrowded, laying in the floor. Go right in there at each unit where they're laying in the floor and filthy like dogs laying in there, what sin and drugs has done to them, and had nine men profess to get saved. Amen. The last time I was there, I had four women on the women's side, and Thirteen men get saved. Uh, You say you believe they got saved. I want to believe they got saved. Uh, Amen. Preach the same message, same Bible, same Holy Ghost. Amen. I I trust they really did it. I'm not the judge of all that. I'm just a preacher, a seed sower. Amen. Uh, And try to throw some water on it after you sow it and hope God performs a miracle. Amen. Let's the sun shine on it. Hallelujah. Amen. But you know here you have 3,000 saved in the book of Acts, but here you have this one man get saved. The book of Acts, you know this, this is a common knowledge. The book of Acts is a transitional book. You've got to watch folks that form their doctrine. Out of the book of Acts or Hebrews, uh, most cults in our country, uh, they uh, they get sidetracked and and they form their church doctrine or what they believe in the book of Acts. And But you know here uh, we see this great man, uh, a man, great man that we have great respect for, we see him get saved. Uh, I'm preaching on who's holding the ropes. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, who would ever dream that this man that persecuted and killed Christians uh, and wreaked havoc upon them uh, would become one of the world's greatest people? Preachers that ever lived. I mean, uh, who would ever thought that Paul, uh, uh, amen, would become a great missionary? He's already doing mission work here. Uh, Who would ever thought that he'd become a great apostle? Amen. Uh, I mean, uh, they didn't know all this. Uh, uh, They were just holding the ropes. Uh, Amen. Who would ever dreamed uh, that Paul would become such a great church planner? Uh, Amen. Or who uh, would thought that he'd ever write 13 books of the New Testament Bible? Amen. God here shows that He can save and do whatever He wants to with anybody anywhere. Thank God this man got saved. Amen. I'm trying to preach here. Amen. I feel like somebody squeezed all the juice out of it and give me what's left. But I'm doing the best I can. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I wish I could sing. I'd sing a song. We'd go to the house. But I'm going to have to finish this. Amen. You know Paul become the apostle to the Gentile world. If you're not a blood born Orthodox Jew you're a Gentile and if you're saved you're a descendant of this great man's ministry when God talked to him he said Lord what would thou have me to do and I don't have the answer and you don't either but what what would we, you and I be saved if Paul hadn't done what God wanted him to do I'm sure he could raise up somebody, but it's a question, just one of them questions. You have not to answer. Y'all just thank God you got in. Amen. Uh, Amen. I can't explain all that. Amen. I can't explain the sovereignty of God and the free will of man. I can't hardly get the dividing line. I don't worry about it one bit. I just thank God I got in. Amen. Uh, I'm preaching on uh, who's holding the ropes. Uh, Galatians said, Be not weary and well-doing for in due season ye shall reap if ye faint not. Uh, You know there's some people in the Bible that didn't hold. The ropes. Oh, uh, John Mark, he didn't hold the ropes. He he ran out of Paul uh, on Paul and Barnabas uh, in the middle of a missionary journey. Uh, hey Amen. Uh, you know they say that uh, uh, John Mark and and Barnabas were re- related. Uh, you know, blood sometimes is thicker than water. Amen. Uh, and uh, Paul didn't want to have nothing to do with him after he ran out on him. Uh, and uh, Barnabas and him had a a a, a, a little friction between them. Uh, Bible said they departed asunder. Yeah. Hey Amen. I didn't know what that meant till I got married that meant they went out slamming the door. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, amen. That's what you do. You don't tell them you're mad. You just slam the door and let them know you're upset. Amen. Uh, and I know later on Paul said, bring John Mark, if he's proper to me for the ministry. But uh, John Mark run at him. He turned the ropes loose. Uh, uh, Paul writing about Demas. Demas was a fellow laborer. Uh, that's what the book of Philemon says. Uh, amen. He was faithful, running around with the great apostle Paul. Uh, he couldn't say he wasn't getting fed from God's Word running around with this great man. But Second Timothy 4.10, he said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. I don't know what got a hold of him. I believe we'll see him in heaven. I'm not going to bother him about it. Amen. I'm just trying to tell you, he's a saved man. He said he run out on me, didn't on the Lord uh, run out on the church but he run out on me uh, amen Paul needed a friend uh, and Demas run out on him oh uh, Gehazi uh, he turned uh, uh, the ropes loose he didn't hold the ropes uh, you know over 2nd Kings uh, 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 5 where that name and the leopard uh, and we all know what that's talking about type and shadow he is a leprosy He's a type of sin uh, amen those little Jewish maid there. Uh, doesn't give her name uh, she held the ropes uh, amen. Uh, amen she'd been taken care by the Syrian army uh, and she was a slave uh, and waited on Naaman's wife uh, uh, in his home. No doubt they treated her pretty good because uh, she had compassion on this sinner or this leopard uh, She'd see him go uh, watch his uh, wife keep no doubt over the condition of her husband. Amen. And she knew Romans 8, 28 before it was ever written. Uh, all things work for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. Uh, hey, she was put there by God at the right time uh, to help this man. Uh, she didn't complain and gripe about her lot in life like we do. Uh, amen. Uh, she had mercy uh, on this leopard. Uh, and she said, if you could get him down to the prophet's house, uh, Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, he could get some help. You know the story. Got a letter from from the king and, and the government can't help you amen especially the one we got now amen. hallelujah amen if you voted for him don't shake my hand I got enough trouble already yeah. I'm just trying to tell you amen I don't want that mess on me amen, amen. I said that in the church the other day and this old man went out uh, going out and said I ain't shaking your hand I voted that way I, I said how you do that with the Holy Ghost in you yeah. hallelujah amen smart aleck to me I got smart aleck back thank yeah. God you said you feel bad about it. No, I didn't want to shake his. hand. Amen. amen. He's the enemy of the cross. Amen. 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 I'm not going to harp on that. it will kill the meeting. Amen. But okay, you know, you know the story how uh, uh, Naaman finally got that entourage and probably very a lot of wealth with him and and got in front of Elisha's house. And, he didn't even go out. He told Gehazi, Gehazi. He said, "You go out to her and tell that rich leopard uh, what I've been telling all the poor leopards. Hey, uh, man, the message is the same. Don't make no difference. You drank your martini, booze out of a martini glass at the country club, or, or a brown paper bag up under a bridge. You just a dirty sinner. Hey, uh, man, same message. Uh, and you know, Naaman got mad. Hey, man, he got mad uh, about the." Uh, Man of God, he got mad about the message. Got mad about the method. Amen. He thought he'd come out and clap his hands like TBN or the Seventh Club Club, and heal him right there. Amen. Hey, them crooks have been around. Amen. For many years. Well, I did. I had another tender moment. You know the story. He went and did dipped himself seven times in the Jordan River, and when he come up the seventh time, his flesh was like that, like a little baby. Amen. All the leprosy was gone. Uh, That's what happened when I got saved. Uh, Past, present, and all my possible sins uh, were washed away in the blood of Christ, uh, and God imputed his rights to me. clothe me in His righteousness, yeah. amen, Baptized me in the Holy Ghost, took up His abode in my body and sealed me with the Holy Spirit of God unto the day of redemption and give me eternal life. And when God sees me, He don't see me in my sin. He sees me in His Son and in His Son there is no sin. I can't explain all that. I just know that's so. You know, o, Ge- o Gehazi though, he was a picture uh, of these preachers that preach for filthy lucre. Hey, Hey, Naaman wanted to pay Elisha for what miracle God did for him. See, the gospel's not for sale. God's miracles are not for sale. Hey, amen it'll cost you nothing. And and old Gehazi went back and lied to him, took some garments and gold, and ended up with leprosy himself. Hey, man, he didn't hold the robes. No, Satan, he didn't hold the robes. And I like Samson. Now you can pick on him too. He's in Hebrews 11 as one of the heroes of our faith. He'd get a jawbone of an ass and kill a thousand Philistines. Man, he a bad dude. Amen. I did not want to mess with him. When the power of the Holy Ghost is, I don't know if he's a big muscular fellow, just an everyday average guy, but when God get on him, he get the job done. But the Bible said, love not the world, neither thing's in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, lest the eye of the pride is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passes away. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. When old Samson laid his head in Delilah's lap, it's the same thing we do, amen, when we flirt around with the world. Amen. And he had a Nazarite vow. He wasn't supposed to drink any strong grape, supposed to cut his hair, or touch any dead thing. Amen. Had something to do with his appearance, his appetite, and his association. Amen. He broke all all three cardinal rules. Uh, amen. And he laid. It. And when he go by, he had this uh, uh, long hair. It was a mark of separation. The Bible said it's a shame uh, for a man to have long hair. Uh, but in that time, is a mark of separation. And when he lost the mark of separation, he lost the power of God. Uh, the same way with us. Uh, when we start dressing like the world, running with the world, uh, talking like the world, hanging around worldly places, uh, we'll lose the power of God. We'll lose the mark of separation. It does matter, neighbor. It does matter huh? well Samson uh, he turned the ropes loose huh? I'm trying to get somewhere. Amen. Uh, But there's some in the Bible that didn't turn the robes loose. Uh, Oh, Joshua and Caleb, they held the robes. Amen. Uh, Oh, Stephens held the robes. Amen. That wicked bunch, before they stoned him, uh, said his face looked like that of an angel. Uh, Oh, yeah. Amen. Uh, And and he stood up. Uh, Jesus stood up. Uh, He saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the throne of God. Uh, They were hitting him with rocks in the head and his body killing him. Uh, Amen. He said not this their charge against him. Uh, I'm telling you neighbor I, I believe that's one thing that got to old Saul. Uh, he stood and consented to the, Steve, the death of Stevens. Uh, and old Joseph he he held the ropes uh, his brothers hated him uh, amen. Throwed him in a pit uh, amen. Uh, ended up down in Potiphar's house got lied by, by Potiphar's wife accusing him of trying to rape her uh, amen. Uh, and next thing you know he's in the palace. Uh, he said hey you meant it for evil but God meant it for good. Uh, Sometimes we don't understand stand the way but the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord sometimes things get a little rough but you know neighbor you just keep holding on and doing your part you'll come out all right on the end of this thing oh yeah Paul held the robes he said I fought a good fight finished my court and kept the faith henceforth has laid up for me a crown of right with the Lord the righteous judge give me that day not to me only but also in all them that love his appearing amen I'm telling you, you know Jesus he held the ropes. Thank God, he could have come down if he wanted to. Amen. But I'll tell you, neighbor, he held the ropes all the way, all the way. Thank God, I'm trying to preach. Amen. Hey, you know there's some others. Oh, oh, Knox, John Knox, he held the ropes. Whitfield held the ropes. Why should people hold the ropes? Well, I mean, the Bible says they took him by night. And let him down. Uh, Amen. Uh, And uh, these folks, these Jews, uh, were out to kill this man. Uh, Amen. Uh, And anybody helping him, they'd kill. Uh, So they weren't going to a Sunday school picnic. Uh, They were risking their life. Uh, Amen. For the cause of Christ. Uh, uh, They wanted to help this man. uh, And was willing to risk their life to do so. Uh, Well, uh, are you holding the ropes? Well, anyway. um, Amen. Amen. I probably picked the wrong message, but too far into it now. Amen. Uh, hey, uh, why hold the ropes? Well, somebody held the ropes for you. Amen. Uh, you know, somebody else was paying the payment on the building. Amen. Somebody else is paying the light bill. Uh, amen. Somebody else was taking care of things. Uh, somebody else was praying for you. Uh, amen. Uh, somebody else was taking uh, paying the pastor's salary and helping him. Uh, nobody asked you for anything. Uh, you didn't have anything to give anyway. Uh, amen. They didn't ask me to do nothing, but I'm glad somebody uh, held the ropes for me uh, as a boy. Amen. Uh, when I was just a little old boy, uh, everybody in my family just rank heathens. Uh, amen. But there's a fellow lived out the road from us and I've told about him Uh, his name was Faye Manning he's a little old general Amalini's preacher Uh, he's a preeminent now he's in heaven Uh, hey man he got his doctrine right now but there wasn't a better man he was a holy man uh, a godly man Uh, when you got around him uh, he didn't uh, snub you or stick his nose up in the air at you and act like he's better than you Uh, but there's something about the presence of that man Uh, if you had a little cussing dirty mouth uh, you'd shut your dirty mouth up Uh, hey man no foolishness Uh, he just had an air about him. You couldn't explain it. You was a heater. But you know there's something about this man that was different than everybody else. Thank God Somebody, amen. I somebody. Hey, they ain't younguns. Hey, man, living a little old farm. They sold his farm here not long ago. His wife died, and they auctioned it off. And all the younguns, I went to the auction and watched them sit there weeping about the home place. But preacher Manning, he held the ropes for my family. He had a little old girl. She wore diapers since she she's forty-four years old. Had a muscle disease. Hey, amen. and he'd have to mash her food up and push it kind of down her throat for solid food that she ate. Uh, and uh, he wouldn't let his youngins stay all night at my house. Uh, uh, I didn't understand that then, but I do now. Uh, he wasn't better than my family. Uh, he just didn't want his family around drunkenness uh, and wickedness. Uh, but he would come to my house as a boy uh, back in the late 50s, uh, early 60s when my uh, when I stayed with my grandparents. Uh, gravel roads. Uh, hey man, left your screen door unlocked. you Didn't have to worry about the perverts getting your youngins. Uh, hey man, you know the good old days. Uh, hey man, and he'd blow the horn and say they. David, uh, why not you come out and spend the night with the boys? Uh, we're going to make some homemade ice cream and cut some watermelon and cantaloupe. Uh, Jesus said, Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, so they put them melons in that ice cream on the hook. Amen. Uh, and I'd go out there crank that old ice cream maker and they buried their dead back then uh, at home, amen, uh, and they'd have prayer meeting and preaching time uh, in the yard uh, and when they'd eat them, melons the neighbors would come and they'd have meeting uh, in the yard, just a little old boy uh, he'd get to hacking and to preaching in the yard uh, and all the time uh, God was sowing the seed of God's word uh, in my heart, thank God Almighty somebody uh, cared for my, somebody was holding the rope. Hey man, and my grandma and grandpa and made moonshine liquor and uh, and uh, feature preacher man and would drop by and sit on the porch and talk to him sometime about the Lord and just uh, all night out there he'd get up in the morning and go milk his cows and slop the hogs and feed the chickens and you could hear him out the barn about daylight he wouldn't praying for me to hear him. Uh, amen. I couldn't understand. he getting in a big way. He hacked when he preached and he hacked when he prayed. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to hack my way all the way to heaven. Hallelujah. But I, I could kind of tell when he got to praying. I kind of felt something like he broke through broke through the clouds uh, and I could hear him call out my name little uh, Epps boy he don't have a chance Lord uh, if you don't turn the light on for him uh, if you don't show him the way uh, he don't have a chance uh, and then we load up some time on his uh, on his back of the wagon on the back of his tractor and go across his farm uh, to the patch of woods uh, and he'd go over there and get on his face and we'd kill snakes and try to find things to play with and he'd get down and stay over an hour or two at a time till he's soaked in sweat uh, and he'd get to praying uh, amen And a hacking, and I could hear him call my name out, Uh, call my grandma's name out, call my grandpa's name out. Thank God Almighty. Somebody was holding the rope before you even knew what in the world this thing was all about. Amen. Uh, Amen. I've told these stories, ain't got nothing new. Uh, but my ma and Paul, they drink liquor. My Paul is a violent man when he'd get drunk on that liquor. Uh, and uh, he'd beat my grandmother up. She'd get drunk on it to put up with him. Uh, and I was just a little old smart old boy with a chip on my shoulder and bitterness of my heart. Fourteen-year-old boy, uh, mad at the world, wondering what in the world, uh, why I got a raw deal. Uh, amen. And I made the mistake of sassing that old man one day when he was drunk uh, and using some cuss words. Uh, and before that day was over, he left me laying in a patch of woods. He shot me with a twelve shotgun, left me laying in the patch of woods up behind his house. Uh, I never did sass him again. Uh, that broke me from sucking eggs right there. Hallelujah. That's a little extreme, but it worked. Uh, wasn't long after that he went to Fireview Bible Baptist Church. Uh, him and my mom, uh, when they come home that day, they throw the liquor out the door, uh, put the shotguns up in the closet, started going to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Hey, Amen. Uh, something happened to him down there, and whatever happened to him caused them to get a hold of the rope. <laughs> My mom, she couldn't read or write, but she she had a hold of me. She was holding the rope for me. I just got caught up in that drug culture in the 60s and uh, when it took over America, and it's destroying it now, but when it swept in here in the 60s and, and got caught up in all that, grown man, just a bum, uh, and uh, my ma and pa gave me a bed to sleep in, a bowl of beans, uh, and uh, let me stay there. I was too sorry to work at the time, and, and my ma, she loved me. My pa would get mad at me sometime. I'd come in uh, all drunk up and acting stupid. And he'd throw all my clothes out in the yard and say, boy, I've had it. I, I can't put up no more. I wouldn't put up what he put up with, period. And so he had more mercy than I did. Amen. Uh, but my ma, when he'd go to bed and go to sleep, she'd go out there and get everything up out of the yard and put it back in the house. I'm talking about a 20-some-year-old man. Just worthless. Amen. And she said, hey, if you'll shut your mouth, he'll get over being mad. And he did. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad he did. I know where to go. Praise God. Amen. And and, uh, I'm talking, trying to talk about who's holding the rope. My mom, she couldn't read or write. You couldn't impress her with Hebrew and Greek. And you don't impress me with it either. Amen. I got an English Bible here. I've struggled enough with English, uh, let alone all that. And I'm not against word study. Don't get me wrong. But some of these guys, if if they didn't know, want to use all that nonsense, they try to explain what the word and means. In Hebrew and Greek or something, bore you about 10, 15 minutes and come up and said, That word means I am. Yeah. yeah, that's about how it is. I think they've impressed you. According to them, my mom couldn't even get saved. She had to know all what they say. Amen. My mom loved me. Am I doing any good right here? <laughs> she loved me. She couldn't read or write. She was illiterate. She used to drive turkeys across Clinch barefoot in the early 1900s when she was just a young this is a mountain woman never got to go to school. None of them. I was the first one, about the first one, I believe, my whole family graduated from high school. I was 26 when that happened. No, I'm just kidding. Amen. <laughs> my mom loved me. Amen. She'd get me to go to church at Christmas, and, and I believe in the virgin birth. She'd do all she could do to get me down there on them special days. And they are special days. That's, if you're going to get anybody to come visit that ain't saved, those special days are a good thing to you. would get. Easter would come around, and I'd go. I believe in the virgin birth and the resurrection of Jesus Christ yeah. when I was shooting drugs in my arm, snorting them up my nose. I knew that's true. Right. Right. Then they have homecoming where fried chicken, tater salad, hey, pies, and cake. even a drunk go for a free meal. Amen. Uh, she didn't know. Uh, uh, the, she couldn't read the Bible, but she did know that uh, uh, follow me and I'll make you fishers of me, and she knew if she put a chicken wing on the hook. Yeah. Amen. Even a drunk could go for a free meal, you know what I mean. Amen. They'd go down there to eat that chicken, them pies and cakes, and women go all out, you know. And, and uh, before you got to do that, though, that preacher would hang you over hell for about 45 minutes, make you feel like a dog. Amen. When he got done preaching, I didn't want out there. I mean, I do not want no chicken. I wanted out there. Amen. Faith come to hearing. That word of God's like a hammer. Work on you. Am I doing any good here? I know it's the same old stuff. I'm glad somebody held the ropes for me. Amen. I, yeah. You know when you get saved, you you didn't have, they didn't ask you to do nothing. But when you get saved and and getting in the day I got saved, they weren't looking for me that day. They they weren't expecting me to walk in that church that morning. I, I, my uncle said he felt like he thought he that I was coming. I don't know if he knew what he was talking about or not. I don't know about that. But they weren't expecting me that morning. I walked in there in 1974, month of November, hair down on my back and. A, bell bottom breeches on patch patches on a T shirt with a piece sign. Can you see me now? Me Nixon and the Pope, you know, and groovy. What a idiot, eh, man. Needle tracks my arm and smell the booze on my breath. Depressed, sick of seeing, didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing. There. I was weeping in the parking lot when I pulled up in the parking lot. I didn't know what I didn't know what was happening to me. I really didn't. I thought I was having a nervous breakdown and losing my mind. Walked in that church, they was shouting. And when I walked in, amen, praise God had been praying for me. I've been there the Sunday before. I could hear him saying, he's back, he's back.
1: <laughs> it's just like, he's
0: back, he's back. I'm glad I got back, amen. My grandpa had been shot in the face with a shotgun, put one of his eyes out when he was a boy. He was rough, and, and he didn't show a lot of emotion. He, didn't. he wasn't the kind of guy that hug you and tell you, love you. They didn't do all that stuff with him old-timers but you know they cared about you. Right. He had a gold-plated tooth, solid gold-plated tooth. And when he got excited about anything, that tooth would shine. Yeah. And when I sat down next to his he weeping, he'd pat me on the leg, and the tooth was glittering. <laughs> <laughs> he said, boy, you're so glad you're here, boy. Woo! And I said, I'm glad I'm here too. I didn't know what always happened. You can uh, explain that, go you know, to, you know, I don't understand that. I, I really thought I was having some real problems. And when that preacher got done, I was tore up. Amen. He said, would anybody, i had been in church enough to know when the preacher got done, would anybody like to come? He didn't have to sing three sad songs by the do-right court to to get me to move. I got up and didn't know. I got down there to pray and cried out in my heart, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the Lord filled my heart for the peace. (laughs) Enjoy and, and took that load off me. About forty people lined up. They didn't stick forty-five Bible verses under my nose and tried to explain to me about the ten toes on the image and all that stuff. I, Amen. I'm telling you, they just to pray. And uh, and somebody said you prayed the sinner's prayer. I guess I did. Every prayer they ever prayed was a sinner's prayer. What do I know about a sinner's prayer? Bible said if you when you if you believeth, I believe. Back there, I never went up there. Amen. They said you come down. Uh, the Romans Road? No, I drove down Marguerite Drive. What did I know about all that? When I got up off my knees, my grandma was a doing that. I think she's doing that right now. <laughs> hey, thank God somebody held the ropes. I'm glad somebody held the ropes. Amen. I, well, I feel a little better now. Amen. Uh, God's helping me. Pray, God you all ain't. He is. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Hey, you don't know who's in the basket. I know preachers preach on this, nothing new, but D.L. Moody, if I'm, if I'm remember right, uh, in a shoe store, a man come in put his hand on his shoulder and told him about Jesus Christ and it's untelling how many people that man reached in his lifetime. And he said years later he could still feel the warm hand of that man on his shoulder. Uh, you don't know who's in the basket. Huh? Uh, amen. Uh, Lee Robinson started uh, 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 Temple Baptist College down there in Chattanooga. It's gone now because of the liberals, but uh, a, a, a woman, a Sunday school teacher, when he was nine years old, in a little Sunday school class in Indiana, faithful Sunday school teacher, won uh, won him to the Lord. Uh, you don't know who's in the basket. Somebody said, uh, Wednesday night, uh, nothing wrong with laying out on Wednesday night. You ought to ask Charles Spurgeon about that. That's when he got saved in a midweek meeting, And it wasn't even a preacher. It was just a deacon or somebody faithfully trying to share the Word of God on a bad winter night. Charles Spurgeon got saved. You don't know who's in the basket. Amen. Uh, Amen, I was thinking about Brent Spielman, uh, uh, these these parents right here. Uh, amen, thank God they held the rope for him. Amen. Uh, amen, I'm just trying to, you don't know who's in the basket. Amen, uh, hey, this isn't Paul the Bible writer, far as they know, these people. This isn't Paul the missionary. They, they didn't even know if he was saved or not. They were afraid of him. Uh, I mean, you don't know uh, what God's going to do with somebody. Is this going over any good here? Who's holding the rope? Some, we need some people willing to suffer rope burns. Amen. Hey, it's a joyful thing to hold a rope. The Bible says it's required of a steward that he be found faithful. Amen. Uh, here, when they're letting this man down, in Acts, when they lowering him down, uh, I mean, this is a full-grown man. It probably took six or eight people to, lower him, I mean, to get him down that wall. Amen. Uh, so, uh, this is not a one-man project here. Amen. Some soul, some water, but God give the increase. Uh, We're a body. Amen. We work together. Uh, Amen. Uh, Over there in Mark chapter 2, that fellow there was crippled, them four fellows. Uh, Amen. They couldn't get in because of the press. Uh, They didn't let that discourage them. Amen. Uh, They went up on the roof, tore the roof off. Amen. Uh, Amen. I'm telling you what, what a time. Uh, And when they lowered this man down, thank God it wasn't on a Wednesday night. They probably wouldn't have been enough there to hold him on. By the way, they didn't even count you as getting saved where right? I got saved till you showed up on Wednesday. Amen. Some of them believed you could lose salvation. Some believed it was forever. I didn't know how long it was going to last. But as wicked as I'd been, if you could lose it, I sure didn't want to lose it just laying out on Wednesday. You understand what I mean? My heart might not have been in it, but I went just keeping keep going to hell for it. Amen. Amen. I've learned better since. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm just trying to tell you, uh, it's important that we be in our place. (laughs) Uh, Amen. i got one saved man over there having a good time. The rest of you ain't doing much here. Hey, I'm telling you what. Lord And Jesus looked up and saw their faith. Faith is something you can see. James said, show me thy faith without thy works. I'll show you my faith by my works. Then he says, the body is dead without the spirit. So is uh, faith without works. It wouldn't take some works to get saved. They say saved, but he said, only way I know you got anything on the inside, see it on the outside. That's really pretty much what he said. Amen. Now, uh, uh, what, what is it to hold a rope? Well, there's a rope of faithfulness. Amen. Just simple faithfulness. And I, I know, I know you know this. I got saved. I remember this little old lady. She couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. But she liked to sing. About like my singing. Pitiful. But she comes to church, a little old mountain lady. We're just down here. She'd take her shoes off. Had these weird-looking socks all the time on. And I remember that morning I got saved for. I got out of that building. She come up to me. and She said, "Let me tell you the secret of this. One of the secrets of this thing. Just be here. Be here on Sunday morning. Be on Sunday night. Be here on Wednesday." She said, "It's not complicated. It's pretty simple." And you'll get the victory. All that over that stuff that's been destroying your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be here, yeah. Amen. Faithful. Yeah. You have a hard time. Uh, my boy's finding that out. He's past the church now, Amen. He's finding out that that's a, that's really a hard thing to get them all to do at one time. I said if you was giving away hundred dollar bills, they all wouldn't show up at one time, right. Amen. Right. He's well, I'm. Trust me, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> Hallelujah, Amen. Uh, but truth of the matter is faithfulness, Amen. It's simple, Amen. And then the rope of finances. You know, I, 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 I wasted my everything I ever had up until I got saved. And uh, and I found the Bible said if a man won't work, neither should he eat. I've been pretty much a freeloader. My grandma and them let me stay there. So I always had a place to stay in the middle of my mess. And the Bible said let every man bear his own burden. So I read that. and I, So I, I went and got me a job. That's not a cuss word. A job. Amen. If a man won't work, neither should he eat. I think that's, what is that, 2 Thessalonians 3 or somewhere there maybe? Amen. That means in the Hebrew and the Greek, that simply means if there's a job available and he won't take it, let him starve. That's tender, right I would not that's a real sweet thing to say. But So I got me a job. Then I found out how God financed his, <laughs> his ministry. <coughs> you know, and some folks, I'd, I'd always give a dollar even when I was lost. Amen. You know what I mean? That's pretty good Baptist before I got right with God. Amen, I give a dollar. But you know what, you get saved, you know, some folks. You ever hear some of these songs that get out of sync? They'll sing in the invitation, I shall not be moved. That's not a good invitation song. And then the, in the offering, they'll say, Jesus paid it all. <laughs> That's not right, amen, but man, am I doing any good right there? So I found out that God required no less than 10% of my gross income. That's His money. So as I prospered during the week, I laid it aside. I didn't give it to him if I had any left. I took it off the top. I learned that. Come into the God's storehouse, that's the church, on the first day of the week, that's Sunday, and put no less than 10% of my income that God let me have physical strength and mental ability to do and put it in the offering plate. That's not where you stop. That's where you start. I'm not a name and claimant prosperity preacher, but I do believe when you honor the Lord like that, your meal barrel might get low, but there'll be enough there to get you back. Might get low, the cruise of oil, but it'll be enough there to get you through the day. Amen. It might be is all you need this day. It might be our last day anyway. Amen. Amen. I, I, and, and I believe he opened up the window of heaven to keep the devourer out of you field. Hey, I I'm not boasting one bit, but I learned that biblical truth and I've never had a bill I couldn't pay. Amen. That's just how it is. Now, don't go out here and run your credit card at 28% compound interest buying all these toys and think God's going to bail you out. No, you'll have to get you a dirty, crooked lawyer. Get you Don't get no Christian lawyer. They won't get you out of that. You'll have to have a crook do that. Amen. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm going to do it on that. Amen. They'll file bankruptcy and don't pay them. Amen. That went over real good. Amen. Hey, a rope of faithful, a rope of finances, rope of fellowship. We know we fast from death and life because we love the brethren. Yeah. He that loveth not the brother bindeth, he that hates his brother is murder. And you know no murderer, have eternal life. Abide. Hereby I believe we love God because he laid down his life for us, but also, also lay down our life for our brother. Whosoever have this world's good, seeth his brother have need, shall that with his bowels of compassion. How dwelleth the love of God? Let us not love in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Right. I, I, I love that woman right there. I like to be around her. Amen. Amen. I love God's people. I fell in love with God's people on Sunday morning so much I showed back up on Sunday night before I knew as was a sin not to be there. I used to get nervous around God's people like some of y'all look like y'all until I got saved. I got over that, amen, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to tell you, I like it, don't you? I like eating at church. I like eating anywhere. I just like eating. Some folks down home won't eat this, so I don't like to eat other people's cooking. I said, well, just put your wife's name on the pot that she fixed, and if you get poisoned, you know who did it. <laughs> Hallelujah! That's pretty much how it is, ain't it? Amen. I mean, I love it, don't you? I mean, I just do. It's just a it's just a wonderful life that God gives. And then you need to feel, find the field that God would have you work in. Amen. Said He place every member of the body where it pleases Him. You'll get where He's pleased. You'll be pleased. I do this prison work. I, I, I mean, I, I mean this. It fits me like a, a hand in a glove. Hey man, I tried pastoring Baptist Church for ten years. I give up. He went to jail. <laughs> I didn't do too good at it. Hey, let me hurry up here. And then there's a rope of forgiveness. Uh, follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man sees it. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness bring up trouble, you thereby many be defiled. Sometimes folks in the church they turn their rope loose and puts more pressure on your rope. And if you're not careful, you'll get real critical up. Isn't that right? Yeah. You know, I don't know how you run this place. None of my business. But you know, whoever cleans the church, you might partner up with somebody and say, I'll clean it that week. They do. That's what we do at our church. And uh, and that one don't show up half the time. Yeah. Amen. Next thing you know, you've got bitterness in your heart towards that person because they lied and didn't do their job. Am I doing any good here?
1: Yeah.
0: I get volunteered stuff at my church, and I don't volunteer to do it. She said, me and David, we'll clean the church once. A, once a... I said, well, when did you get that idea? <laughs> Matter of fact, I'd rather mow. I'll help mow help mow the yard over there. And uh, we, the church got no money to hire it out, but we take turns to do it. I'd rather mow four times and clean the church one time with her. You think you're cleaning a hospital operating room. When she gets done, I'm telling you what, it's awful, amen. But it's spick and span when we get it done, amen. You could go in there and eat off the floor, but I'm just trying to tell you, if you ain't careful, folks, they'll let you down and you'll let it bother you and, and it, it'll eat you up, amen. Uh, then last of all, when can we hold the ropes? Well, the Bible said they lowered it down at night. It's an inconvenient time. Wasn't the best time for everybody. You know, so a preacher, uh, I heard Brother Bolton this morning said that they have a work day because of their camp. They're getting ready to do camp, and they going over there to fix everything, clean it all up. And uh, we need a lot of folks come and help us. And I'm sure in his church you'll have more people than possibly need. They'll be falling over one another like they probably do around here. I don't know. Hey Amen. Uh, but you know, a lot of folks say, Well, preacher, I, I I got a couple hours here that I could give you, or I got to mow the yard, or I got a ball game that I got to go watch, and I get caught up in that. My grandsons play ball. So I have to go watch them because I don't want to pay alimony. You understand what I'm saying, amen? <laughs> That's about it. She said, You're going to watch them kids play ball? I'd just soon watch paint dry. <laughs> but i go watch the little fellas. You know, it's fun to watch them. I, I, I wouldn't pay $5 to watch some of these professional outfits. Fooey on that outfit, amen? But sometimes, you know, things are inconvenient for us. And I'm going to give you this talk about holding the ropes. My grandson's, uh, one of them's 11 now, and the other's 7. One of them's name's Tucker, the other name's Tanner. And uh, we love them. I mean, uh, they, they're precious, amen. And they're very expensive to have. <laughs> amen. They're more expensive than a young'un. You've heard. Isn't that right? They cost you more than your kids do. But uh, they, they, Tanner, Tucker's real tenderhearted. You can just raise your voice and he'll weep. Tanner don't have a heart. I mean, he's rough. But when talking about holding the ropes, they fight like cats and dogs, but they love each other. Because one of my wife, I said, "Well, uh, I'm gonna get you this." He said, well, you gonna get Tanner one, or you get Tanner?" He said, "You gonna get Tucker?" And you say, "You gonna get Tucker? Tucker one?" It's just the way it is. Then they they you think they hate each other. Tucker got saved when he's seven. I really believe he got in. Amen. And he got a hold of the rope for his little brother. Seven-year-old boy. Three-year-old little boy. Under innocence. They don't get saved. They're under innocence. Three years old. They go to heaven. If they die, all babies under innocence go to heaven. But Tucker got a burden for his brother. He went to Tanner and said, Tanner, you're a wicked, ungodly sinner. Time to make a point here. And you're going to die and go to hell and burn forever. Had that little old boy weeping. Seven-year-old boy, concerned about his little brother. Got him by the arm. Had a little feller weeping, took him to his dad. Said, Dad, I believe old Tan's ready to get in. <laughs> by the way, old Tan did get in not long ago. I'm trying to make a point. Little old boy, concerned about his little brother. Holding the rope for his little brother. I want to hold the rope, don't you? You don't know who's in the basket. That woman at the well, never been to church, never been not. we know, never been to Sunday school, no soul winning seminars or Bible college or nothing, got saved. Amen. Went to the men of that city, said, come see a man. Told me all things. First thing she did, grab a hold of the rope. A gathering demonic in Mark 5, Luke 8, yeah. full of demons. Yeah. Jesus got done casting the devils out of him, found him sitting clothed Woo. in his right mind. He, he warned the Father and the Lord. He right. said, so no, he said, you go home yeah. and he, you show. One place it said, go show. The other place it said, go tell. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a sign one time, well done is better than well said. Yeah. I Amen. thought that's pretty good, didn't you? Yeah. Amen. Amen. What did he do? The Bible said he went and published it in the copy. I think about my little old grandma. I don't know, and I've said this here, and I hope I'm not boring you. I'm about done. My, I, it said he went and published it in Decapolis, and and I read some notes and the Bible said that means ten cities. I, I guess it's true, Amen. Who knows? I'm going to use it whether it is or not, Amen. How did he go there? He didn't have a car. He didn't have no clothes. He didn't have a clothes. He didn't have a camel. How'd he get there? I think about my mom. Maybe he didn't actually go to all of them. But he got credit for it. My mom couldn't read or write. When my grandpa died, my grandma become a prisoner in her own home. She couldn't read. She couldn't write. She couldn't drive. Only time she ever went anywhere was with him. And they'd go visit relatives every now and then. And when he died, uh, she lived a long time after him. And I'm all a little white-headed, cotton-headed woman, this backwood mountain woman. If you met her, you'd think she's a little, not the brightest thing, but she was really smart. I think about that old boy. Maybe he didn't go to all them places. Maybe he went home, you know. He'd been running around naked, and everybody had been afraid of him. been in crime beat every week. Amen. Isn't that right? And maybe he's going back to that village he's from, and they could hear him. One of his little nude running buddies standing at the gate heard him coming up the street singing, Shackled by a heavy burden Neath a load of guilt and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me And now I'm no longer the same He touched me Oh, He touched me And all oh, the joy That floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know. He touched me. And made me whole. Maybe that old boy said. Hey man. Where you been? He said. Let me tell you who I met down at the beach. (laughs) That's where most naked people hang around. At the beach. There is a lot of demonic influences. In the Bible around water. Amen. That's why people strip off naked. Around them places. I'm not being mean. I'm just telling the truth. And he said, Hey, let me tell you who I met. And he told him about the Lord. And that old boy got saved. That's two. And them two told two more. That's four. And then you got eight, 16, 32, 64. And that's as far as I went to school. I can't count no higher than I'm just trying to tell you. When the Lord wrote that down, he said he'd give him the credit. That's just my own thinking. I think about my mom at the judgment seat of Christ. Multiple millions. And the Lord's uh, calling their name and having them come up. I don't know how it's going to be. We're going to give account, not for our sins, but for how we held the rope. Maybe he said, Moses, come forward, please. I see here where you put up with two to three million backslid people. Great shall be thy reward. Joshua, great shall be thy reward and all the Old Testament saints. Paul, I see here, uh, where you died, let him cut your head off uh, for the cause of Christ. Simon Peter, I I read or said they crucified him upside down, because he wasn't worthy enough to be crucified right side up like the Lord. Great shall be thy reward. Name one after the other. Myrtle Jefferson, would you step forward please? Myrtle, where you at back? My mom probably had her head hung down, just thinking about her. Me and my wife went in right before she died. They had her strapped in a bed out of her head on medicine. She's dying from a stroke. They couldn't do nothing with her. Didn't know nobody. And I remember her. She's 93. I took her by the knee. I shook her knee. I said, Mom, you know who this is? She raised up and said, yeah, it's you, David. You'll take me home. You'll take me home. And the Lord took her a little while later. I know I'm boring some of you. I'm not mean. Myrtle, step forward here. Myrtle, I see here where you've been to penitentiaries all over America, preaching, telling people about Jesus. Oh no, Lord, there must be a mistake here. I, have never been out of the county. when my man died, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of the town. Myrtle, I see here where you've been in some foreign countries. Sharing the gospel. Oh no, you must be speaking about somebody else. Say, so you know that grandson you held the ropes for? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know who's in the basket. You don't know what God's on. Yeah. You know that grandson that everybody else thought was, was uh, never going to get right, was never going to amount to anything? Yeah. The one you cared about and nobody else cared. You stayed up at night and prayed for him when yeah. he out there drunk and lived. Yeah. Great shall be thy reward. I yeah. don't know if that's how it's going to be, but might be. I'm just preaching on holding the ropes. I know I've been long-winded and ramble a lot. This this pandemic's kind of did something to our visitation programs and everything else about trying to knock on a door or get around somebody. Everybody's paranoid about it it all. Amen. This thing might be winding down. You think so? Amen. It might be. Praise God. I don't know, but there's still a few out there. It means for us to Hold on to it. Try to get him in. Come on, preacher. I've talked too long.